When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it today with sarah frazier david yontem how's it going you and i are both getting like a slow start i feel like oh to the, okay to the first podcast. of all it's sunday morning at 8 45 i have an entire house of people here <gasps> in the hamptons and okay. i what I am, yeah. Um, let's not even get into what I was up to last night, but let's just say that I didn't go to the gym this morning, which never, ever happens, no matter what. No matter what. But wow, here we are. That, behind that velvet rope coffee mug is working overtime today, y'all. Mm. You know, I mean, <laughs> some days it's like if I just talked about everything going on in my own life, it might be in- more interesting than what's going on in the Bravo world this week. But, you know, let's not go there because we might bore everyone as well. So, oh, my God. So I'm going to wake up. I'm going to have the coffee. You and I both have a different background here. I'm in a different yeah. room in this little place. And, um, where do you really, where do you want to start? There's so much well, updates. Yeah. Go on. I mean, I kind of feel like, cause it, it was pretty viral. I feel like the Erica Jane getting served with the $50 million lawsuit papers in the airport when she came back from Hawaii with Diana Jenkins with Rena. I mean, it was this happened of- a week or two ago, everybody. So just, yes, we're talking about it now. Um, it was crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, this is to, okay. To my knowledge and correct me if I'm wrong. And I know our fabulous audience that knows everybody, you know, knows the Bravo world as, as well as we do, if not better. I think this is the first time Erica has really been alleged in a lawsuit to have committed a crime because, you know, this is like deep. I've been reading the actual papers, you know, the lawsuit papers and everything of what they're accusing Erica and Tom of, you know, of basically pretending to be a man that is alive 
and his widow. And in fact, this guy like is saying that Bank of America helped cover this up, Merrill Lynch. This guy even says that he emailed the head of Merrill Lynch 104 times to tell him that Erica and Tom were posing as him, defrauding as him, defrauding him. And the guy never responded. It never got anywhere. And for years, they were paying like their electrical bill out of his account, credit cards out of his account, like millions and millions of dollars. I mean, this is, again, it's alleged, but I'm like, wow, this to me is the first like super detailed lawsuit. It's also, I am so confused. I am so confused. Like, I mean, at one point I was like, oh, this makes sense because like, it's, you know, alleged that like there's a victim that Tom is working with. So the person's dead. So he's choosing someone that he knows is dead because he's, you know, he's, he knows it because he's the lawyer. Right. And she's dressing as the widow, but the person being alive, I don't understand. Did they roll the dice and say, these are our five rich friends and we're just going to impersonate this one? Like, how do you impersonate a live person? It's so, it's so complicated. But the point is very complicated. And the headline reads, you know, new case alleges Bank of America, Merrill Lynch aided and abetted Real Housewife Tom and Erica Girardi's massive fraud scheme imposing as a victim's father and widow to steal 20. I, I mean, if this is even true, up to 27 billion. No, that can't be billion. It has to be million, I believe. No, Were these billion? Billion because they attach themselves to Sovereign Tower Settlement which is like a development company. I mean, it is wild. I mean, the thing is like, if it's all these things are so not true, why Erica, why does this keep like, it's the same claim of like, you somehow got money, you know, allegedly that wasn't yours. It's so strange. I mean, you have to say this video is just so like, she's there and then no makeup and the woman's like, I mean, she eventually takes it like, I don't know what happens. What happens if you just, I mean, I'm a lawyer. I guess I should know. What happens if you just walk away from a process server and say, no. I mean, at this point, I think if someone says, Erica, you know, she just, don't assume it's a fan, just to say, especially when they're holding all those documents. I don't know. What happens if you just well, walk away? Well, wait a minute. But Erica ends up taking the documents, right? So she was yeah. served. She yes. was served. And, you know, she, she, not, she didn't accept them inside the airport, but she goes out of the airport while they're going to, you know, at LAX, while they're going to get car service or whatever. And she takes the paper. So she is served. I mean, I don't know. You know, I guess I, I am a cute, you know, I, you know, I'm a rider. Like I love Erica so much. Oh, I know because, um, the complaints, the, 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 the weeks, this week's complaints about you, Sarah, are that you stand for Erica way too hard and <laughs> learn, um, that Eve, that Ava Marcel is Eva Marcel, that Layla Kent is Lala Kent. Oh yes. And I, that Caroline that Caroline um, Stanberry is Caroline and they are d- literally this person is disgusted, disgusted with your yeah. mere existence. She actually gave me, I think, a one star review. Me too. Uh, jo- yeah. Honey, honey, she gave me the same thing. And it's, <laughs> and, and it's titled, <laughs> it's titled Eva, not Ava. That's the title of the review. And she's oh. like, the fact that you won't even learn the person's name is so insulting. I know, I know. Wait, wait, wait. Um, I mean, like, uh, listen, I'm not making this shit up. And by, by yeah. the way, thank you all for the great reviews that you all leave. So there we are. One um, star 
review, one star review on my podcast, Eek, spent the episode talking about Lala Ken and can't even get her name right, calls her Layla. Stick to what you know, girl. One star. Anyway. Well. Okay, well, you know what? Look, I, I have to say, I don't know. I feel like this case could be the Jen Shaw moment for our girl, Erica Jane. I mean- they, they allege in this lawsuit, Erica fought fraudulently posed as a fabricated Erica White who um, who perpetrated to be the wife and widow of plaintiff Nicholas Phipps White, chairman and CEO of the Hollywood Land Development Company in California. Bank of America Merrill Lynch aided and abetted Erica by accepting, among other forged documents, illegitimate and unrecorded letters of probate granting her control of the administrative of the Merrill Lynch global consumer account. I, I mean, America, this is... Former U.S. Secretary of State and U.S. Senator John Kerry served as BOA's Global Advisory Council chairman, which included Bank of America's Brian Moynihan, blah, blah, blah. Um, okay. So the Girardi scheme aided and abetted by BOA was intentionally done in order to conceal the $27 billion sovereign tower settlement and to prevent the plaintiff, Nicholas Phipps White, who is the legitimate owner of the account to not have any access to even $1 of his account while the defendants allowed- This Eric is crazy. Crazy. And others to unlawfully spend from the plaintiff's global account- Listen, I, I just, you know, it like it raises just, uh, I don't know. I, 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 I don't even know. No, you're an attorney. Like, I mean, this is alleging that Merrill Lynch issued more than 25 unauthorized visa debit cards to Erica Girardi herself from the plaintiff's global account for a vast network of friends, political operatives and associates of the Democratic political fundraiser Tom Girardi and his wife Erica to illicitly use. Previously, Bank of America had allowed fraudulent money transfers from the plaintiff's Merrill Lynch account to the vast network of friends and political operators, blah, blah, blah. I mean, David. Could you imagine just like living your life and buying Cartier and Gucci and flying and just knowing that this is not your money? Just, I just, I don't know. Listen, allegedly, 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 who knows how it's going to play out, but- Erica is just, I mean, eh, I don't know. She puts on such a, such a, you know, I, how, how are you, how are you living basically? Like, I, I don't know. I listen, I'm like at a loss for words. Like she just puts on such a hard front, but girl, this is, this shit's mounting. The shit is mounting. That's what I'm trying to say. It's well, like, look, it's not going away. True. Yeah, correct. And to me, if this is true, this is the first thing I think that's directly tied her to completely again allegedly knowing that she was defrauding someone because this guy is alive who's supposed to be able to have access to his account but tom and erica have swooped in they have all access the bank never stops them um to me this is probably like if this all comes together is her jen shaw moment you know where and i mean it raises like we now have Bank of America and Merrill Lynch, like people are gonna heads are gonna roll. I mean, this is like right. I mean, who's who's at these companies giving these credit cards and all that? I mean, there's a lot that's gonna that could happen here. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of the Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back 
and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh my God, I have to tell you guys, The Envelope is back with more podcast episodes from the LA Times. And listen, I'm so excited. Now you can hear Emmy-nominated actors and directors ahead of the big night. And you guys know I love the Grammys. I love, listen, I love it all. I love the Oscars. I love every award show, which is one of the reasons why I love listening to The Envelope. But nothing is better for me than the Emmys. TV is everything. September 12th is the big night for the Emmys. And now you can head to The Envelope and you can listen to these actors and directors ahead of the big night. So listen, some of their upcoming guests include Bill Hader, Melanie Linsky, and Coleman Domingo from Euphoria. These guys at The Envelope that are doing these interviews, they're from the LA Times. So, you know, if you think I know what I'm doing, these guys are professionals. You can download and listen to The Envelope from the LA Times wherever you get your podcasts. Catch up now because, hey, September 12th and the Emmys are just only a few weeks away. That's right. The Envelope is back with more podcast episodes from the LA Times. You know, everyone always asks me, like, how I deal with the internet trolls, like all the listeners who have something to say about the housewives and leave negative comments all day on Instagram. Listen, I have to tell you, I'm really serious when I say that the comments don't bother me at all. And the only reason why is because I've worked on my mental health. I mean, mental and physical health, there's really nothing more important. Because when you work on yourself and you have that clear mind, Nothing can bother you. You're comfortable. You're happy inside. And the long-term effects of therapy and working on your mental health really can help strengthen your relationships and give you a more positive outlook on life. And for my mental health, I've turned to Talkspace because, listen, first of all, it's a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy. But really, I love that I can reach out to my therapist and get my therapy and work on myself from anywhere in the world. You don't have to wait for an appointment or go into an office. And their licensed therapists are trained to handle just a variety of specialties. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use code VELVET to get $100 off your first month. That's VELVET and Talkspace.com. By the way, we have another lawsuit that to discuss, which we've discussed before. But, you know, things are, it's Jed Shaw's guilty and we're going to have a, a a, a sentence soon, right? Like, did you read all the new details coming out about that too? What do you got for me? Tell me. Oh my God. Well, that's, that's good too. I mean, we're getting kind of more details about the scheme, you know, cause one of the big things is she, she targeted people over the age of 55 um, where essentially it was kind of like an investment while well, they set it up, like, Hey, this is an investment thing where like, if you give us 3000, we'll give you $6,000 back. Right. Um, so of course, none of that ever came to fruition, but the biggest thing too, that Jen has pled guilty now to doing is like, 
she would find these older people. She would defraud some of them, but some of them who would even say no or whatever, she would still already have all their information, a lot of their information, emails, home address, phone numbers. So she would sell that to another party, knowing that that other party could be using it to scam them. Or- right. Like the person said no to her and she's like, okay, well you're, you're, you can try again. Keep trying. Right. <laughs> And even if these people asked her not to share their information, she just was selling it anyway. It was like buying like customer acquisition lists, so to speak, like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. And you know, you know, the other, okay, wait, sorry to interrupt you. One more thing. And then I want all your thoughts. You know, the other big thing is Sharif. We kind of now know coach, her husband, he reportedly makes $555,000 a year from reality blurb for coaching and all the bonuses that go with it. I but almost you- believe that. I almost believe like a coach makes something like in the twos and you know, that was so with bonuses, I, I, that doesn't shock me ish. You know, he's reportedly going to be potentially on the hook because they have to pay back over $6 million. And, you know, Shaw was now. And then, right. There was like the 6 million that they made, I guess. And then the 9 million. Mm-hmm. in yeah. like restitution. So, right. So I guess from my reading of that is like, they made $6.5 million from doing this. That's, that's what I think. I know she's that- been at it since 2012. So long before the TV show, she was doing this. Mind you, I even think I see things in their life. I mean, again, it's none of my business. I love talking about this, this in ratings. Apparently I even see things in their life where I'm like, I don't even know how you're living like this on $6.5 million. It's not that much money. I know you can roll your eyes, but you have kids and I mean, you know, all that Gucci and just, I mean, you know, it's a nice chunk of change. Don't get me wrong, but you know, if that's what you made and that's what you have, it's like, all right. So live like a nice high life. But even that, you know, she's that house and this and that. Oh my God. And don't you think they must be so financially in debt? Like they were probably so financially in debt to start with. Then the attorney fees, now the nine million. I mean, don't you feel like, I mean, they must be, I would think, working to declare bankruptcy. I mean, how she doesn't have any, I mean, I guess, you know, Sharif makes good money. To me, though, it's funny because I almost see it the opposite. I'm like, okay, girl, you were making, you and your husband were making $555,000 a year. That is more than like 80% of the entire country makes usually with a combined household income. I mean, I even think like maybe 90% of the country. I think you're correct. So it's like, God, you could still be having, you know, a really nice condo in Salt Lake City. You know, you could have still been probably driving a Benz. I mean, I guess now the stakes are so high on these housewife shows that that is like not impressive to anybody. It's not impressive, but it's like, to your point, you were living this life before housewives. Like you're not doing this to keep up with Meredith Marks. I mean, you just wanted this life. I mean, so- There you go. You know, and I mean, again, look, it's, it's, I think part of why she, well, I think there's a lot of reasons why she changed her plea to guilty. Cause I always have said when the feds knock on your door, you're basically guilty. I mean, you know, but not all the time, but you know, mostly, mostly they're not just knocking. And so they dropped one of the charges. They left the charge of conspiracy to commit wire fraud or wire fraud. And they took up, they took out the money laundering. So I, I read this to be what I read. The most she can get now is 14 years. I think before it was 30 years with the two charges. 
But I think personally, I mean, so I think that's a big reason why you plead guilty because you want 14 versus 30 because it could have been 30. You're rolling the dice. You are rolling the dice. You could have gotten zero, but you could get 30. So I think that's part of why she pleads guilty. And I think it's when she says, I don't want to drag my family into it. I mean, why aren't we talking like we are with Erica? I mean, did Erica know? Did Erica know? Did Coach Shaw know? And I think that would have started to be a whole thing at trial. I mean, it would have. And so I think the exposure to maybe the kids and the husband and who knew what would have started and who knows, then they're going to turn around and charge other people. So, I mean, you know, possibly. So I just think this is, you know, she's guilty, but you know, and it's like now coach Shaw, there's no more. Did he know or not? He's out of this. Um, That's part of this plea. Like there's no mention of coach Shaw or the kids or anything. And it's just like, it could be 14 years. So, I mean, Girl, you were going to probably lose at trial. That's the bottom line. I, again, I'm going to say it again. I don't think you win really when the feds knock on your door. Yeah, you get like a reduced sentence and blah, blah, blah. But right. you don't just say I'm innocent to Andy Cohen in the world and they here's the trial. Jen Shaw's found innocent. We wish her the best of luck in life. It doesn't end that way. Well, you know what? I always think with people too when people are doing things that, and I have no idea if this is true, but it's just a theory. I just think, you know, she started this scheme we now know in 2012, right? So she wasn't even on the show till what, 2019, maybe? So I always think too, you know, you go along for so many years, you don't get caught. So you probably just convince yourself like, hell, it's going great. You know, nobody knows we're living this grand life. So why not go on television? Because everything is, you know, it's, that's always to me where the disconnect or delusion is for people, because I don't know, you know, did you just think it was going along so well for so long, you weren't going to get caught? Yes. I think the mind of a white collar criminal is like, you feel you're not going to get caught and it's the arrogance and it's the ego. And like, you really think you're smarter than people. And I think it's a lot of like, you don't think you're necessarily doing anything wrong. I think it's a whole combination. But then I think when the world is coming, because I believe like you have these setbacks throughout your criminal career where it's like, shit, they are coming. And then they don't. Do you know what I mean? Like say in like 2013, she's like, shit. And then for five days, you're on the toilet shitting because you're so fucking nervous. And then they, then they don't come and you're like, Oh shit. I got okay. Right. And then it's like a year later. So then a year later, you have another week of like such stress and it's like, they don't come. So I believe it's like arrogance, you know, that like, they're not going to come. I think it's your mind starts to really think it's not that bad. Like I'm not killing anyone. You know, there's right. no, there's no, it's not that bad. I think you really start to convince yourself. And then I really think you start to think like, they're not coming. And even when they are going to come and then they don't and you get over it and you can breathe again, it's like, okay, well, every year I'm just going to have a little bit of a drama for three weeks. And look, I'm making, you know, $7 million. That's what I think. And so I just think you really start to think like when the world is closing in, but it doesn't, it's just another day I got away with it. I, I, I really do think that. I think that's the mind. I mean, in my own research as a lawyer, that's the, that's my the mentality of a white collar criminal. I think it's very similar for all of them. Tom, Jen Shaw, we could go down the list. Yep. I always wonder what that moment is, you know, because for the, for what we know, right, with like Tom Girardi, he was such a respected attorney for so long. I just always wonder what the tipping point, like, what is the one day that they decide, you know what, today's the day I'm going to just start 
I'll just steal 2 million, you know, like, like, you know, and, and maybe I'll pay it back. Maybe they start with the intention of, I just need a little bit of a loan. I'll pay it back. And then I don't know. I'm always, because, you know, for all accounts that we know, Tom was this upstanding LA lawyer and like, this well-respected person for so, I mean, you know, and yeah, I mean, and you think about it, like he's, he, he, he won the cases. So he, he's a brilliant lawyer. Like the actual lawyering skills are brilliant, right? Like he won these cases. It's not like that was a fraud. I mean, there's no, so it's like, it's just like, man, right. You were winning these cases. Like what a career and just to write, just to say that that's not enough. Like, right. Like you won the Aaron Brockovich, you won these big cases, your life again, right. We're not in both cases. We're not talking either situation where someone is literally on food stamps, you know, desperate people do desperate things. Like I, I need a dollar to eat. Neither case is like that. It's like your life could have been just so big and grand and more than I think even, I think even 95% of the way the world lives in both cases, really. It's just what a crazy, so it's going to be interesting and she's going to be sentenced. And I mean, this isn't Teresa. So, I mean, I just wonder where this is going to fall in terms of like, like RHOSLC is basically done, but they kind of work that. And I think this is going to be where they add in the filming. Like I assume the day she's sentenced, they're going to be waiting outside the court. They're going to be adding in little clips, but I don't think Jen Shaw is coming to season four, everybody. I mean, we have to air season three. Like, I just think it's, it's, this is it. I think Jen, that we have one more season of Jen Shaw and the cast will be changing. So just when I was saying to myself, what am I going to watch during August? Because really there's nothing starting until September. Oh my God, you guys, we have an exciting announcement. Friday, August 12th on VH1, RuPaul's Secret Celebrity Drag Race is back. And this time around, nine stars are going to face off for the first time ever as show-stopping drag queens. But there's a twist. They're keeping their identities a secret from everyone. It's kind of like the mass Singer meets Drag Race. This is like the most brilliant idea ever. That's right. They're leaving their famous personas behind to transform into completely unrecognizable drag queens. Can you even imagine? Think of like your favorite celebrity. Now imagine that celebrity in drag. They might be on this season. But to take on this challenge, of course, they're going to need a little help from all of our favorite drag legends. Juju B, Brooklyn Heights, Monet Exchange. They're going to be helping out to get all of our secret celebs in tip-top shape to compete in the ultimate lip sync showdown. And then each week, these mystery queens will perform with everything they've got to impress all our favorite judges, Carson Cressley, who was on this very podcast here, Michelle Visage, Ross Matthews, and of course, the one, the only RuPaul. And then each week, the eliminated queen must show their face to the world in a celebrity reveal, which, oh my God, it's going to be so shocking. And in the end, one secret celeb will be crowned the winner. Who will be America's next celebrity drag race superstar? Well, you're going to have to wait and see, but not too long. Don't miss the premiere of RuPaul's Secret Celebrity Drag Race Friday, August 12th at 8 p.m. on VH1. I can't freaking wait. And hey, you know we're going to be talking about it on this podcast here, which is crazy. I know. Well, I did. I did read that in several blogs that, you know, people are tweeting at Bravo, you know, are you filming her? Are you filming her? Hurrying up and follow and do season four. We want to see like all the reaction. We want to see everything. So I I think you're right. There's probably going to be snippets of that. Um, But then after that, she's going to be gone. And I think it's very interesting this week. Part of me thinks that the 
Erica thing because it was so detailed. And this is the first time I think they've really pinned down something illegal that she may have done. I kind of wonder that too. You know, I wonder a year from now, if we mark this podcast episode, you know, is Erica done? Is Erica, is that, you know, is this like her Jen Shaw moment and she's done? I mean, it's, it's kind of wild. It's just, you know, and I think for me, there's as a fan of these shows, there's just always a part of me, you know, I get like, I love the, I love the glam lifestyle too. And I, I, you kind of. Me too, baby. You love, like you get attached to an Erica Jane, like how she came on the scene and she was so different than Beverly Hills. And she was just this empowering woman. And it's so disappointing. You're like, really? I, I, <laughs> I want to believe this was all real, but it's just, I don't know, you know, and, and you know, this now that we're in the entertainment business and have been for so long, I, I really feel that the audience doesn't realize how fake everything is. Everything is all these people. It's, it's just so staged, like how much money they have. And, you know, um, it's so staged. It's so, it's so, so fake. The fights are fake. The drama's fake. You know, the money's fake. The body's- What about the people that go and rent houses for filming? You know, there's rumors of that in the OC. There's rumors of that in your good old Potomac. I mean, you know, like that where well, it's like, it's not even rumor. I mean, we know Karen Huger. I mean, Karen Huger doesn't own a house. You know, she, right. she rents. I think there was something where she is looking to buy her home in Potomac or whatever. But, you know, Karen's rented for years now on that show. Um, Which I'm even okay with that. It's like uh, more that than go and buy a house that, you know, your mortgage is due and you're like, fuck this. I just don't want to pay. I mean, like, but it's just, you know, when they rent it like to film for like the four months and they're like, yeah. you know, they, they pretend like Karen's pretty honest about it at least, you know what I mean? Where, but it's like, you look at our home. Well, sweetie, you just rented that home for three months. And yeah, that was a lot of money, but like, it's, that's not your house. You just needed to film for the damn show. So, and that's not Bravo. That's not Bravo saying go rent a good house. It's like you and your fifth year of wanting to, it's so and listen, well, I think, don't you feel like now the pressure is from Bravo? I mean, are they going to keep on somebody? We're all average, you know, so are they going to keep on somebody that just has an average looking home? Maybe one, maybe the one, because Bethany Frankel kind of started that, you know, she was in that little one bedroom or whatever, you know, maybe one person, but the entire cast can't, you know, they know, need- although we do have that with Emily, Gina, um, I think all of Potomac, more or less. I mean, no offense, Potomac. I mean, Monique had lots of money with that big house. I mean, can't they have the Candace has a big house? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I so mean, interesting. Like, but I also have to say that, you know, the other day I was wondering, this is a question that I have for you and the yeah. audience as I was listening. I'm like, to us, which I don't listen back to this podcast. God help me. Love all of you for listening. But I was like, man, like, have I become a fucking internet troll? Like, are we trolls? Are we sitting here just like blah, blah, negative on everything in life? Are we fucking trolls, Sarah? Are we? Do we? Maybe I need to listen back. I feel like we're, are we that negative? I don't think so, but I hope not because I'm a happy person and I really wish everybody well. I just, we're taking a critical, we're calling people out. We're just being honest about, let's just have an honest conversation. I I, I could name other Bravo podcasts right now. I, I could go, I could make enemies and name the ones that are just fluff and full of fucking shit. We're just being honest, right? Well, I have to say, I don't feel that we are internet trolls because- Thank you. 
people are putting themselves on TV, which by the way, and I, if I haven't said it, I'll say it here. I'm for, I'm grateful for every single person that puts themselves on reality TV because you are opening yourself up to just constant scrutiny. Um, and thank you for doing that because it's truly entertainment for all of us to escape all the other troubles in our lives and the world. So like, I love, I'm with you. I love every single person that I really do. I mean, I, I have hot takes on people, but I think that kind of goes with the territory. And hopefully now that we're 20 plus years into reality TV, anyone that puts themselves on TV, I hope is like, I don't care what people say. And truly, if you're not doing anything illegal, you know, let us, whatever. I agree with that. And before we move on from that, I will say that, you know, and this is where I have to say this, you know, this is what makes me say that like I'm a fucking internet troll is like just being honest before we move on, you know, knowing most of these people, like some of them are just, I mean, if you have to say what percentage, I don't really, I don't know, but like some of these housewives are just not good people just at, at your core like you know and it's just uh, I don't know if it's like an archetype if, if casting is so good at their job it just well I think you have to be a narcissist to put yourself on tv to some degree you know what I mean and look I mean I'm narcissistic I have narcissistic ways I mean look like I would be on reality tv if I didn't go to bed at nine and got up at five you know I mean there's not much exciting to follow you know but like I would I I'm in the entertainment business. Like I want to host a show for TLC. Like I, like I would do a Jerry Springer talk to Like I love all that. So, I mean, part of me is a narcissist. Like I can relate to these people completely. Um, but I think it's great. Like, I don't, I also don't, to me, like, I don't care sometimes if they're good people or not, they're entertainment. And right. Like, right. I guess that's, that's a question. Like, do they have to be good people for us to be entertained? No, but- I mean, it's your choice if you want to associate with them, like per, like in real life. You know, I mean, I think you and I have this always ongoing crisis where a lot of people that come on my show, reality guests, I like a lot as people off the podcast, but then you develop a friendship with them and then they expect a level of loyalty, like don't have her on. You know, don't um, hello. Why do you think uh, two weeks yeah. ago we talked about Kelly Dodd um, yes. being mad at me, you know, for something Bronwyn said? And I mean, yes, yes, 24-7. Like last night when I was out, which led to my evening of debauchery and I was at the bar and like this friend, this guy was like, blah, blah, blah. And what do you mean there's housewives that like don't like you? I'm like, what? What? Like, let's go down the list of like, you know, one day we should play a game of like, you know, when we, you and I do our live show, I bet you we should play a game of like, put up a housewife picture. Does this person hate David or not? Let, let's take a guess. <laughs> Margaret so Josephs. Okay. Let's, let's start with an easy one. No, she loves David. They're friends. Okay. Let, let's go to another one. There's a lot that hate me. And it's like, I mean, I go back to what you and I said, like I'm doing my job. I have nothing against anyone, uh, but I'm not going to hold back being honest with this audience. I will not do it. So I like my duty, like, wait, let me break this down. My duty should be to you over myself and this audience. Are you fucking smoking crack? Cause with your, I don't, it's so, it's so arrogant. Every yeah. time it happens, it is so fucking arrogant. Like, right. Yeah. Like you wouldn't, you would piss on me and, and let my head get run over by a car. If all you had to do was reach your arm out and just pull me out of the way of that moving band, you wouldn't do it because it would break your nail. A hundred percent, that is the case. Everyone's like, this is why I don't really want to go to housewife parties and things like, these are not your friends and I don't need them as friends. There's a few rare 
organic exceptions. I don't need to be friends with any of the others. I really don't. Come on my show and I love you or don't and I fucking hate you. But regardless of that, one day we'll talk about all the ones that hate me. One um, day. By the way, speaking of houses that are fake and people that don't live a big life, holy shit, Real Housewives of Miami. Real Housewives of Miami, Nicole Martin. Now, what a deal. What, a, what an amazing. Okay, here, this is something we can be positive about because I would do this too if someone offered me $44 million for my house. Now, what is it? She's just minding her own business. So mind you, I know Anna Kinkoses from Miami, you know, season two. I know, And she was telling me when Nicole got cast, like here's some behind the scenes. She was just like, oh no, no, this house, this house. Like all I heard from Anna was about this house. We saw it on the show. I knew it was a nice house. It was a big house. I didn't realize it was this. I didn't realize, I mean, we watched, you know, so I heard behind the scenes from Anna, like, oh no, you're going to like Nicole and blah, blah, blah. And the house is gorgeous. And I didn't realize it was this type of house. Cause on film, like if you look at like Lisa and Lenny's house, I mean, no more, there's a divorce, but like their house films and this house looked nice. I didn't realize it was 44 fucking million dollars million dollars sold to jeff bezos parents so isn't that just basically jeff bezos i mean does yeah. jeff bezos parents have a nickel i don't think so right isn't it just jeff bezos but anyway i, I think it's just parents bezos. names yeah parents names i always you know what can i just tell you i always wonder that like the other day there was something bradley mm-hmm. cooper bradley cooper's new girlfriend and he was having a birthday party and his mother was showing up and they were showing her on page six i mean I, we've seen her before and i was just like i wonder to what degree celebrities really like the real celebrities with real money like just load up the parents and the family i just wonder that's just something that keeps me up at night um but go on yes i think it's jeff bezos bought this house for his parents yes also by the way bradley cooper grew up fairly wealthy his father was a stockbroker with merrill lynch well there you go yeah he had a very comfortable life growing up but i don't think he had jeff bezos money anyway bezos parents bought nicole Martin's home in Coral Gables for $44 million. It was not on sale. It was not for sale, but the 9,000 square foot um, estate, they had approached her with just an offer that they couldn't refuse. And of course, right next door to that, they also bought another mansion for like 30 something million. So essentially Bezos owns this entire like waterfront strip or whatever in Coral Gables. Um, now I have, I have, is that what happened though? Like she was just minding her own business and there's a, there's a knock on the door or an email or someone's like, someone wants to buy your home. Yes, correct. And And your home is probably worth 30 something million and you don't want to sell it ever. And now someone wants to give you like what, like 10, $5 million more than this actual property is worth. Yeah. You have to sell. You got to leave. Now. I had read on TMZ, you know, it has, it has two tennis courts, a home theater, huge pool with a marina, 96 foot dock boat elevator. I have heard though, that this is their home is rated as like the most beautiful housewife's home of all time. Like, I guess it's even really, that's what, that's what they say in TMZ. And it's apparently even more spectacular in person, but compared to, you know, Lisa Vanderpump, everybody like this is the most gorgeous housewife home they claim that um this is in tmz the home has been featured on rhom and andy cohen is on record saying the place is the best house to ever appear in a bravo series period bravo series series right so that includes yeah all the housewives and even the million dollar listing shows what what yeah that's even the million dollar listing shows 
Oh my gosh. Okay, so um wow. Well, this might be why Anna Kinkose's RHOM is texting me about how great this house is even two two years ago. Uh, wow. I mean, it looked great, right? I mean, that's crazy. So I think that helps Nicole to stay on the show and now she's going to a new house. And I mean, she's not going anywhere. RHOM was so good. Season four. It was so good, guys. Okay. Oh, it's well, let me tell you, it was good. Um, Before we, let's see how long a 20, 30, we probably have time for like one more thing. All right. Where do you want to go? Um, Let's talk about below deck for a minute. Austin Kroll. Oh my God. And this whole thing, this story is good because she blew up, she blew up PR for Bravo, the whole work. She put it all out there. Do you know her by the way? I used to watch Below Deck. I've kind of fallen off. Um, Rachel Hargrove, she's the chef. She's never been on my show. It's funny. I told my team when this happened, eh, see if you can get Rachel. Let's see what we can do. I would have a little chitty chat with Rachel. Um, look, I think Austin yeah. has had a between going on, you know, I mean, when Andrea Denver was here from Winterhouse, Summerhouse, he said his buddy, you know, it's a direct quote, it got pressed, like Austin regrets going on Summerhouse. And I mean, you know, Austin, ever since he was on Summerhouse and in just kind of like two timing, you know, as they say, like Sierra and Lindsay. And I mean, Austin's had some bad PR coming his way. I know Peyton, the girl that was mentioned and this, so I guess Rachel tweeted out about what like a pig Austin is, right? That's kind of where this started. Yeah. I mean, essentially it started, yeah, with a tweet that Austin is quote a drunk cokehead. Um, she also accuses him and Shep of exhibiting bullying behavior at one of Bravo's upfront presentations. She wrote, cheers to the most narcissistic twat on Bravo on July 26, after seeing an article about trop hop. Um, following the post, Rachel received a message from someone at Bravo PR, basically saying, you know, it's Peyton from Bravo PR. Saw your tweet about Austin from Southern Charm, wanted to reach out. It's not in our best interest to have you saying negative things about other shows on the network. Each show and talent should support each other or just say nothing at all. Um, and then she, Rachel wrote back, just make sure the drunk cokehead knows to not talk to me again. Then after that, they asked for a little more context, vowing they would make sure he won't say anything again. Rachel recounted a run-in she and Austin had in Florida. He was in Tampa, Fort Lauderdale, where I live. We met up. But what was actually good was I met his brewing team. We were all hanging out. He didn't like the fact I don't party and was doing his whole thing, being an idiot, she recalled, adding that Austin had contacted her days later. Uh, Rachel then said she crossed paths with Austin and Shepard up front, um, even when him and Shep threw my bag on the floor and while waiting to go to a dress rehearsal, she shared. So anyway, PR goes on to say, we're so sorry to hear that. Could you take down the tweet? And then she basically blows him up and posts everything on Instagram, including the PR from Bravo. She says she's absolutely no interest in going to BravoCon. She will not be there. And then Austin jumped in her DMs and goes, Rachel, what the F? Which To which she, I don't think she responded, but she published those too. Listen, a couple of things here. Um, well, first of all, I mean, she says, you know, because I don't party. I mean, we've seen her drink on the show. So I imagine her reference to cokehead and partying. She's not referring to the fact that she doesn't drink just for whatever that's worth. Yeah. Um, 
I love when someone doesn't care. I love when you're just honest and you're like, I don't give a fuck if Bravo PR is calling me. I don't give a fuck. I I don't, I don't care about Bravo PR. I mean, I'm a human being. I was treated like a piece of shit and you do tend to believe people in those situations, right? Like, why are you just gonna, you know, and maybe it's, there's two sides to every story and maybe you missed, misread it, but I love Rachel on the show. And I have to say, I, I like the fact that she's like, and I'm not going to BravoCon. I mean, I wonder, I haven't done enough of a deep dive. Was she on the list for BravoCon? Has she now pulled herself out? Or was she not asked for BravoCon? That's my only caveat. I don't know. You know, it's great that you can say you're not going, sweetheart. We all know how to spin a PR angle. You know, were you asked? Captain Sandy was there last time. Kate Chastain was there. Mr. Lee. Um, I, I don't know if she was asked, but if she was asked and she pulled herself out, I mean, to me, no pun intended, bravo. Like, I, I love a, like, I mean, I'm a human and I'm not going to be treated like this. And, you know, of yeah. course, PR puts it in like, you know, and we'll address this. And I mean, at least they're smart enough to know not to put too much in an email, apparently, because anything you, you, you email to Rachel will now be put out there for the whole world to hear. So that is that. Um, we have time for like another. So, I mean, look, I mean, it, does this shock me about Austin? No, I, does it? No, does it? No, does it? No, no right. It doesn't shock me at all. Um, oh gosh, let's do something quick. Okay, let's just, we'll quickly do New Jersey since I cover it so detailed on uh, the Patreon with Kim. You know, recently, like a week or two ago, it came out, you know, Margaret is now saying, like, listen, I talk about this on my Patreon with Kim all the time on the weekends with Kim D. I mean, what? I don't know. No, I haven't called Margaret because I don't really like to find too much out because that it's like, now I can't keep certain things to myself. But like where Margaret's like, Teresa's the hardest working person ever and she's nice to producers. I mean, I just go back to like, listen, I love you, Margaret, but you did say on my, on my podcast right here a few months ago that Teresa said something that was so, this is out there, it's a quote, you could listen to the episode, that she said something so egregious at the reunion that she doesn't know if she could ever come back from it. And it's like, uh, we didn't see that on the reunion. So I think that's a whole thing, whatever it is, I guess Bravo edited it out. They're like, we're not going to go that low with Teresa. Let's protect her, which they do for everyone. So, I mean, whatever, but what was said and why, 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 how are we here? How are we here? Best friends. I mean, it's okay. Great. Be best friends. I don't want to be the troll to go to the wedding because the wedding will be so covered by Bravo. Do you think she just wants to be there, be seen, be, you know, be, controversial do you think she wants to go because i mean no i i really think margaret stands on ceremony if she really felt no i don't think she would care about going that's just my opinion i don't want to speak for her i think she would just be like you know i mean i think she has to go i think if it's like a bravo thing and you know but I mean, granted, I also wonder if the wedding is going to be shown on Teresa's spinoff, which I imagine it is and not on Bravo. I imagine the girls might be getting paid maybe to be there, the, the cast, the something. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, she doesn't care about that. I just, I just, I, I guess they're all lovey-dovey, but it's just so, it's too fast. It's a little too fast. Like, all right. That's a hot know? take for them the best. So. I don't know the back workings of Margaret and Teresa and all that. All I know is it just sounds like they're at a better place. Now Margaret and Joe are going to the wedding. So is March senior, but you know, yeah, maybe there's money. Maybe the money is, is worth it. 
maybe i mean i don't I mean, know i would do a lot for the money i would i would like you could basically call me anything to my face and me too and if they were like you know what you're gonna get thirty five thousand dollars to go to this you know six hour wedding i'd be like all right no problem i completely agree i am the same way if i were on the show like we've talked about this before like with candace like i would just be like i don't care what you say about me on twitter i don't care i don't care treat me like a piece of shit I don't care. Just give me my money. And I know what this is. And this is the job and leave me alone. That's all. Um, I guess we can end. Oh, okay. One more, one more quick thing. And then we'll really at Marlo Marlo's home invasion. I know that was nuts. Miss Marlo, who's then out there giving an interview full head to toe Louis Vuitton saying, if you have designer things, ladies and gentlemen, hide your designer goods. Be careful with your designer things. They are like, Marlo, you're in the head to toe Louis. Like, okay. I mean, right? Like, and she, look at she. I can't even remember. Was she home? It happened a couple of weeks ago. Yes, 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 she was. It's all like just. I don't know. It's so, I mean, are people targeting these people because they're on TV? I mean, you know, Dorit and Kyle and I mean, let's not forget Christine Quinn. I mean, from, I think has one of the best styles ever from selling sunset. You know what I mean? Like she, I don't know. I I just don't know. I, I, I truly don't know. Like just don't let things, I don't know. Just don't flaunt it on TV people. Right. Yeah. But I mean, that's the job. But I mean, Marlo's okay. But it is, it's shocking. We have another home invasion. And so it's another housewife. It's, a, you know, other people from reality TV. And just, you've got to be careful. But yes, Marlo was it all Louie when she was saying this. And it was just, it was kind of funny. Um, anything else before we, before we wrap up? Anything else on your mind? We have a lot we're going to have to cover next week. And um, I don't know, guys. No, I mean, there are, there's so much we still have to talk about. So, um, no, I mean, I think the only other one real quick was the, um, you know, Mike from Shaws of Sunset is being sentenced in that domestic violence case, which we now know was against Paulina. So Paulina or somebody close to Paulina called and, you know, Mike, I believe was found guilty last, a couple of weeks ago, um, in that case. And they're very cryptic if they're still together, which to me means that they are back together. I don't know that, but I'm just saying that he's been charged now uh, with domestic violence against his fiance in LA. Um, 14 criminal counts, including domestic violence, battery and weapons charges in the case involving his fiance. He's 43 years old. He appeared on the Bravo reality show, of course, Shaws of Sunset from 2012 to 2021. Um, his fiance, Paulina Ben Cohen identified herself Wednesday as the victim in that case. Uh, Mike was charged with those two counts of injuring a spouse or cohabitant in the act of domestic violence, four counts of battery. Um, yeah, he pled not guilty to all counts. His pre-trial- she identifies herself as the victim, which I think we didn't necessarily know before. Didn't know. Right? No, his, um, pre-trial is August 29th. Um, he posted the $50,000 bond. If you remember on March 28th, um, and listen, until now, I mean, listen, if you, I mean, if that's, I mean, okay. So she's identified herself as the victim, but I mean, right. Like, where do you stand? I mean, if they're back together, it's like, oh my God, I don't know. Well, that's, it's I mean, so that's bad. The hardest part in a lot of domestic cases is like the, 
the people do get back together. And lots of times, you know, there's so much psychologically there that the women, you know, do go back and her, you know, Paulina's attorney basically said that Paulina is completely supporting the police and their investigation and her priority is keeping her children safe. But it's, I don't know, you know, I told you somebody's marriage, but it it's very sad with kids involved because I'm sure they've become attached to Mike to some degree or maybe not, but you know, they're in that household. Um, and you, you, you talked about the incident. I know of Paulina coming on the show and then Mike yelling in the background. This happened. I mean, somewhere I probably have the unedited video and like, look, I'm not here to like do an expose, but Paulina was on my show. I'm going to have to re-release this episode. I was like on one of my Friday repeats. And when we have repeats on Friday and she, I mean, she was saying something and I mean, there was screaming off camera and it was Mike's voice is the the voice I recognized was Mike's. I never saw him. I cannot confirm that that was him, but they were speaking in Persian and it wasn't, it wasn't, and I didn't understand a word that was being said. And it was not interpreter. Oh my God. I have to get an interpreter. interpreter Oh, what they were saying. Oh, I like that. I like that idea. And then she, I mean, she was visibly shaken. And I said, like, I mean, you know, I never stop a show. And I said, listen, like, should we like take a break? And she said, listen, I'm going to be right back. And I mean, we stopped the whole thing. I was, we hung up. I was like, this episode's never happening, blah, 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 you know? And then she came back on and it was like, and we didn't just continue. It was like, it something needed to be, and she was like, you know, she had some like explanation, you know, I'm going through a divorce. It was more like, he cares about me was the angle, like, you know, and I'm going through a divorce and like, so he just didn't want me to mention like, you know, like my, like whatever. And I'm just like, oh, well, okay, honey. Like if it just, and, and I wasn't, it wasn't critical. I just really felt like I, I felt for her, like, wow, this, I, something seems weird. I think it's, yeah, it's sad. And I, to me, the whole article, this article that I read from NBC was like, you know, no one knows if their engagement is on or off. To me, if if she's not coming out and saying, we're done, uh, I I take that, I take the lack of confirmation or denial as they are still, they're, they're still together in some capacity. That's, but again, I don't know that either. I'm just speculating, but I would tend to agree with you. And it's just, I mean, look, do I think this is why Shaw's ended? I don't, I, I think it's ratings. I mean, we have Jen Shaw and we have Erica and we have Teresa. No, I don't think Bravo gets there, but I mean, this is, I guess, different in the sense that it's not a, I mean, are we making a distinction between white collar and like actual abuse? Probably, but I don't think that's why I just think, I don't think they might've kept Mike or I just think the ratings were also down. Personally, I think this is the end of Mike's reality career is, you know, we've seen the rumors online that MJ, Reza, um, Asa and Gigi, Asa and Gigi are working on supposedly another show or project. Honey, those four post, uh, I mean, my opinion, my opinion, as Tamara Judd says, God, we've talked about Tamara the next time we talk um, over Tamara. Um, in my opinion is that they have some money between Reza, Gigi's got money. I mean, I, I believe that they are kind of trying to do their own show. That's my opinion. I you know, you, you and I can produce our own show today. 
today, do you, do you want to spend $500,000 a year, Sarah? Because you and I can do our own show. We can have our own show. Now, I don't know what network it can be on, but you and I can have our own reality show on YouTube or, or TikTok or anywhere else. I mean, you can have your own show. I believe that those four are trying to put on their own show at the moment and are hoping a network picks it up and pays for it. I don't think, in my opinion, that there's any show coming from Bravo at the moment with Gigi, MJ, Reza, and Asa. And I love them all dearly. That is just the honest opinion. Sarah, we have to go. We have to go. Okay, goodbye. Adore you. Love you. Everyone's going to follow you on Sarah Fraser show. They're going to follow Sarah me. Sarah Fraser show on TikTok. And you know, I put out new episodes seven days a week. Sarah Fraser show. Thanks for all the love. Thanks for all the hate. And we will talk next week. Bye, gorgeous. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.